Yeah, we had like 40 something people in the call listening to us calm during yeah. that. Um, to me, that's still the peak of zero. I Hello, and welcome back to Outside the Grind. This is episode eight, and we have the always entertaining, so much fun teammates here today. Teammates, how are you feeling this afternoon? I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, hoodie. Always entertaining. That's some, that's some, that's, right. that's, some, that's some big, that's some big praise. I don't feel like I'm always entertaining. I'll try to be entertaining here. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling good. It was a good Sunday. Um, Zen, Zen and them boys just won a course for all the Rock League fans because this yeah. is like a outside and a, oh yeah, Zen just won. But what's more cool than Zen winning was the name of this outside the grind. That is yeah. that is. That's real smooth. You like that? that? That's, that's real smooth. Yeah, so, that's nice. This is actually the first time it's come up. I, originally, I wanted to call outside the game or, or something like that. But then I felt like it wouldn't make sense if it wasn't, if it, like, if it was people outside of players. So then I was like, okay, I need to come up with a different word. And then outside the grind is what I came up with. But it works. You know, I want to just focus on things outside of work. Before we get into that, though. I feel like we do need to dive into this just a little bit because we are meeting right here after um, the EU RLCS uh, concluded here. And now we've got Zen back-to-back -back yeah. championships. First two RLCS events. And Vitality won that pre-split event this season. I mean, what do we think about this? Right now it's obviously very fresh and very new, but I feel like this is going to be one of those things where three, four years down the road we're going to look back and be like, Dude, that was real. That's really special. What that kid is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's impressive. Um, it's cool. I can, yeah. I I don't know. I don't really get too big on all the regionals. I think regionals are all cool and all, but at yeah. the end of the day, they're just all qualifiers. I think it's yeah. important. I think it's impressive to show that you can win them, and I think that's very big that he's been winning them. Mm -hmm. But I want to see whether they can keep it up. I want to see what they do at the major, and then yeah. I want to see what they do at the world championship inevitably. And it was to be expected, whether or not they won them or lose them. Like, even if they lost against Vatira and them boys today, I'd be like, okay, yeah, okay, but they're still right there, still in contention. Yeah. Yeah. And they could just finish, like, second. They could have finished third, fourth, mm -hmm. second, and all three of them. Of course, they already got first, first. But... It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all relatively new. It's fresh and it's exciting to see Alpha on that stage. Exciting yeah. to see how Solid Zen's been playing. Uh, excited, um, it's good to see how good Verdosin's been. But for the most part, I'm not really. It's a, re it's a, re it's a regional. I don't know what to <laughs> call it, but it is a, it puts, it puts them in, it puts them in that top three, top four. Yeah. Conversation, maybe top two, maybe even number one. And going into the major so that's going right. to be really important for them i'm excited because i think we've seen you know it's not the most frequent thing but we've seen prodigies in the past scrub dan fk and no matter how good they are it just doesn't seem to click immediately and that's why i think this is so special because these guys have and i think it's huge credit to alpha and radosin as well and fair actually um because like I said before, it just doesn't always work right out of the gate. And it doesn't mean that those players are not, you know, just as fantastic. But that's why I was saying that I think it's special because things have actually, you know, the stars have aligned. And I agree, you know, regionals are not the, you know, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But um, 
I just thought it was a cool, cool storyline after, you know, so much hype and um, so much pressure on him and that team. Like you said, it's expected. So, you know, props to them for um, rising to the occasion and, and playing well. All of them, you know, like you said, Redosa and Alpha have been freaking phenomenal. They've been incredible. So exciting stuff there. We'll see how things pan out. Um, Europe looking strong. NA looking a little bit a little bit better in regional number two, in my opinion. I think that first regional was not, you know, it just it takes some time to get some jitters out of like V1 and then phase for whatever reason, kind of falling out early. But um, I'm excited for this major. The end of the season is always so much fun. Double Elim is, you know, crazy exciting. And um, like you said, world championship on the horizon. Obviously now you're doing some incredible stuff in the esports world. Was that something that you intended on happening? I know you kind of started off with CRL. Is that something you thought might pan out, or are you just kind of going with the flow um, as far as the video game world? Where, where, where does your, um, I guess, esports career or, or your path begin down uh, to where you are today? To get to where I am now, I guess. I mean, I just really always love video games. Yeah. I always love playing. I mean. 2K, COD, Madden, FIFA, story mode games with my family. Yeah. Online, once internet, for real, for real, all that online gaming started getting big, I would just watch YouTubers. I wouldn't watch anybody competitively. I would just watch, like, Chris Smooth and stuff. If there's any Chris Smooth fans that um, watch Rock League, and, th and I know there's some because they ping me in chat, they, uh, they, they know that's where I get some of my phrases from or some of my cadences from because Chris Smooth is the GOAT. Yeah. And... I just really love video games. I was really good at Madden. I used to go up against pros in Madden, but I never really had a, a plan or desire to go pro. Yeah. In that game, I was just I was just good and I played a lot. Um I, I did a lot of wagers so that I just like oh, being competitive. Okay. I did a lot I like being competitive in everything I in everything I do. Especially yeah. back then. I think I was more competitive when I was a little bit younger than than than, than now. Um so yeah, I wager in Madden, I wager in 2K, I'd wager in FIFA, and I would just try to make money off of people. Make money off of people. <laughs> it's it's free ways to make money, and I would make some money. So yeah, it wasn't really that big of a deal though to me. It's just some extra pocket change. Yeah. Um And when was that? Like middle school, high school times? Yeah, it was early high school. Yeah. I uh I got in pretty good at the games late middle school and then i was really good at them, about 14 15 16 yeah. 17 and that that's when i was really nice at all of them but those games get a little repetitive and sure. when there's constant updates that don't really change anything for the better they make things worse and they try to get more and more realistic which i don't really think a video game needs to go to mm -hmm. in those in those genres in those fields then kind of ruins the game so i stopped playing them as much and then rock league um, I was initially interested in the game one because I love I love video, I love cars and video games of cars. Like I'm a big Midnight Club kid. Okay. Massive Midnight Club kid. Massive young OG Need for Speed like Underground and stuff. None yeah. of this new and Hot Pursuit. None of this new stuff that's just open world and absolutely not good. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, there was the FIFA, there was the soccer angle, and that was when I was really getting into soccer because from about 2014, about 2019, I was really into it. Love keeping up all the players. I have stopped watching as of late. Yeah. Um, 
And so those two worlds met. I was like, okay, let's try it out. Played it at my friend's house for his like 16th birthday back in 2015. I believe it came out on PlayStation in 2015. We were all absolutely terrible. It was really fun. <laughs> we played for like three hours, you know, absolute bots, couldn't do anything. Um, <laughs> they were playing with ball cam off at the time, rolling oh, yeah. around in the ball with zero speed. You know, the typical starting up on Rock League things, but it was funny. So, and then I was on Xbox. I didn't get a PC till 2017. So I was on Xbox and the game didn't come out until I believe my birthday or the day after my birthday, which is February. I think it came out February 22nd. So the day after my birthday, yeah. 2016, I got it there. I would play seasons mode. And I would just be on and off on Rocket League. I really didn't have an intention to, of doing anything with the game yeah. then. And my but my friend had gotten good. My friend had gotten good at the game. He was aerialing when we do private matches. I would hop on like once, like every like three to four, maybe five weeks, and play in a private match. But he was really good. By the time about July, August came around, he was doing aerials. Yeah. He was going. He was trying. Uh, he was just yeah <laughs> doing some crazy stuff. We were like we and. I wanted to get as good. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. That's really cool. And that was when COD was starting to go down a little bit. Yeah. And I stopped playing Madden and all that. So I was like, why not try a Rock League? And I, like I said, I love being competitive. Mm-hmm. So then I was grinding mainly to just catch up to him. And then he got me to watch the pros. And I started watching Rock League Pro RLCS in that March, yeah. I believe, or February of 2017. So a whole year after I started playing the game. Um, and that's when I saw like the Knapsack, Season 3, Devo, <laughs> all of them. I was like, okay, all these guys are really sick. And that's when my friends got my friends to watch. I was still grinding. I started for real, for real grinding this game probably, probably like December 2016. And then I reached Champ for the first time in April 2017. No, May 2017. And then I reached Grand Champ in August of 2017. So, and then I was, um, and during that process, CCA, College Carball Association, started up that summer, the summer yeah. of 2017, and LSU was really good. They had Modi Killer. They had Donnie, who had just played the Universal Open with 43, that 2v2 tournament. Yeah. They had Low Tech, rank A player. Um, they had Slat. Slat obviously started, ended up starting that year with them. And I was like, okay, they're really good. I want to grind because I was about to go to LSU. That would have been my freshman year. Yeah. And that was my main that was my main intention, just to just to play CRL and try to do really good in that. Uh, there was probably most, uh, most definitely, I would guess. It's hard to put myself back in those shoes. But that was definitely a, a thought of I want to be pro. I want to play against Garrett and stuff yeah. like that, J-Naps. But it wasn't like a I had to make it happen. Like right. it was end-all, be-all. I was just I wanted to be really good in CRO and win and then go from there. Yeah. And so there's a lot there's a lot of competing, a lot of work put in the Rocket League. But I can't say it was just like my desire to I must go pro. I, I it was never like that. Mostly that competitive nature just kind of uh inspiring your grind. Um it's really cool yeah. to hear that like you were in high school and you knew you're headed to uh to college and you were already kind of looking at some of the players that were on those rosters and, you know, kind of looking at your future and, and hearing that perspective of like someone being inspired before they're ever there. It makes me think about all of the, you know, young, even now, you know, kids in middle school are looking at their high school teams and they're thinking those same things, right? They're thinking about, you know, this junior or whatever, he's a grand champ, he's balling out, you know, whatever it is. It's really cool to think about players 
looking at things other than pro play and, and like being inspired and wanting to grind and get to that level. Um, yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I'm actually like most optimistic about with Rocket League because it does have those roots in collegiate, high school, and I mean, I'm sure even middle school in some places around the nation because, you know, E for everyone. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It probably does. I mean, and. Yeah, I would I would say that if LSU didn't have that team, mm-hmm. I probably would have stopped grinding. Yeah. I achieved grand champ. Well, I noticed that they were good in July, so I was about champ three at that time. Yeah, and I actually ended up playing Michael. His name's Donnie in the game, but Michael, Michael and Logan, um, at a tournament that at the end of July in New Orleans Rock League tournament. It was at the same time as the. The first ever World World Cup, Rock League World Cup with oh, um, yeah, okay. League of Rockets and Johnny running that. So we had like that up on the, in the game and place. I had, a, had like 50 people come play Rock League, 60 people at a local New Orleans tournament. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And I made all the way to the finals with my friend who was about a solid diamond something. Yeah. And then we went up against them. We got absolutely smashed. They're both <laughs> Grand Champ already. <laughs> and, but it was, it was, it was fun. And, I don't think I don't think that I really would have grinded the game if LSU wasn't good yeah. already. I yeah. don't think like I think my goal, yeah. Looking back on it now, my goal my goal was to reach Grand Champ, become the highest rank, and then I was content. Yeah, <laughs> I was content. I didn't want anything more than that initially, and then they were good, so then I started grinding that, grinding to catch up with them, um, and then through that. When to win CRL, when yeah. to be one of the best in CRL. That passion kept me going and kept me pushing to be uh, grind six mans and everything else in between. Right. But I'll let you, I definitely wouldn't have done that. And it was nice to have that little that little foothold, yeah. that, that step as stepping stone, per se, that like something that seems actually re- reachable and attainable. Yeah, I think that, especially now, <laughs> in the year 2023, when to go pro just seems so far away. That's it's just it's, it's such a big gap, yeah. and I think that was one thing that Rival Series definitely had that was really um, something that people could reach out for. Yeah. Same thing with Six Man's when Rival Series was a thing because they kind of coincided with one another. Six Man's kind of a joke now. It was a little bit of a joke back then, but now it's really a joke now. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's having like this steps so like, you know like you're getting yes. better like. So, yes. like, when you reach Grand Champ now, Grand Champ, and then SSL, sure, but even SSL, and then getting to whatever level they're all at is ridiculously, it's such a, that's probably, that's a bigger gap. We know it is. It is a bigger gap than Grand Champ SSL. And then outside of that, like, how do you find teams? How do you put your name mm-hmm. out there now? It's just rare, very hard to do, and maybe Collegiate could be that avenue. I don't think right now the way Collegiate is running, yeah. or... Um, not even necessarily the way it's run. I think that's um not the right point. The right point would be I think there's the fact that you can play all yes at fifteen. Yeah. That is always Before. gonna undermine collegiate. Yeah. So, yeah. so so I, I I don't know if you're coming up. I really don't know how you make it outside of just being really young, being really good initially, like Zen or Vatera or something, and then end up on the team off rip. Yeah. I think to to the point that you're describing, it's not it's not, it doesn't say, serve the same purpose as like traditional sports where it's a stepping stone, but it is something else that you can aim for if you're not able to make that huge jump into RLCS. And so on that note, I wanted to ask, back when you were in school, was LSU like an organized 
um, like a varsity sport at the university? Like, were they giving out scholarships and stuff at that time? Not a chance. Not a chance. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing it for the love of the game. That's funny. Yeah. So that is something that I'm, again, another thing that I'm excited about is like, that's another thing for kids to aim at nowadays. Um, you know, they do, there are some schools giving out scholarships and esports. You know, I know it's got some rough times right now, but it's not going anywhere. I mean, kids love playing games. Um, it doesn't have to rival traditional sports. I feel like we all kind of have this mindset that it has to equal that and it doesn't have to. I mean, band and, and quiz bowl and all these other extracurricular activities still exist and it doesn't have the same audience as traditional sports. And so any ways that you can get students involved in things and invested in things at school is a huge benefit in my opinion. I worked in education for three years before I started doing this and we lifted an esports program off the ground um, and the Jonesboro Public School District, and we immediately saw huge improvement in attendance, grades, behavior, just general attitude, because they cared. Like, there was something at school that they wanted to do. And so, you know, it gave them, like, a purpose outside of just having to go to school. So I'm super excited about it. I think it's really cool at the collegiate level and at the high school level. Um, it makes me really excited because it just gives students one more opportunity to, you know, care about something other than just the academic side of uh, going to school. Well, man, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that LSU did exist because we wouldn't, we may not have teammates as we know it today if not. So, big shout out to LSU and oh, yeah, CCA and CRL be. because I know for a long time that those people that were running that stuff, they were in the same boat, right? Where they were doing it for the love of the game. There was probably not much funding, if any at all, to uh, support those people putting in those hours to organize everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely wouldn't know me. <laughs> Definitely, definitely would not know me in the Rocket League space. Nowhere near without LSU and yeah. without CCA and CRL. That's that's hundred yeah. percent. I got I got my job because of CRL. So Chef Bates, huh? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, then let me rewind. Uh, so we talked about your games and, and kind of the interest um, at that angle and and how you ended up where you are today. So this is one of my favorite questions to ask. Um, and it doesn't, I guess it doesn't have to be, uh, it, it could be any time throughout your life. But what are some proud moments or a proud moment or accomplishment um, in your life that you look back on with pride? I guess number one would be getting in to G-Town, G-Town Law. Yeah. That would be number one. Yeah, that was a pretty exhilarating day. Yeah, that was pretty hype. I was pretty happy. Yeah, that probably, that'd probably be the most thing, most the thing I'm most proud of, yeah, for myself, that is, um, it took a lot of work. It took, a lot, it, took, it, took, it took a lot of work, and it was very, it was very um, satisfying when I got in. It, yeah. it, felt, it felt it felt good. I was very happy. That 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 would definitely be the most proud I've been of myself in my life. The second would be probably winning. I mean, we never got a chance to win CRL officially. Yeah. We never got a chance because COVID happened. But then just like winning the West, beating Arizona and stuff, that was a big that was a big hill to climb. Yeah. They were they uh they just had our number mentally. But then again, we did add at Jackson, so maybe that's a that's such a buff. It's such a buff. <laughs> yeah. We were the team that we were the, we were the Golden State Warriors, but without the first championship, we right. just um we had the best records of all time, and, and they couldn't win in the playoffs. So then we added. Yeah, and so, but it was still a very proud moment. Yeah, absolutely. I was pretty happy. We had like 40, 
something people in the call listen to us calm during yeah. that. Um, to me, that's still the peak of zero. I think there's just storylines. I think mm-hmm. more people tuned in to see the players um, than now. I don't know what the numbers are. Then again, I was pre free to play and all that type of stuff. Right. I think me. I think that. I think that zero back then post free to play would be pretty massive. Um. Probably those. Probably those two things. And then I mean, but what's gonna usurp all that is gonna be when I graduate law school. That's yeah. gonna be number one over getting into law school because yeah. this law school grind has been a major grind. And but it'll be rewarding in it. So probably those three things. I um I usually don't get very hype about school at all. I have been blessed with the ability <laughs> with the ability to just be good at it, I guess. Yeah. Really good at it. So I don't really care. Like I didn't really care about high school graduation or anything like right. that. I honestly didn't care about graduating from LSU. Um but that this law school thing, I've actually had to try somewhat. So, yeah. so, so, <laughs> try it, try that. And then, I don't know. I'm, uh, I haven't, I'm not, I, I, what I've noticed about myself is that I don't necessarily really try to put myself, push the mantle too much. Yeah. So, well, I do, well, I mean, push the mantle in terms of I don't really necessarily, um, like for the YouTube, I don't want to upload Rocket League things to YouTube, so I just don't upload anything to YouTube. But this summer, I'm yeah. trying to upload things to YouTube and say, why not? Why not? And just try to see if it hits, you know? Yeah. And that's something I usually don't do. I, I usually like doing things when I know it's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily try to get outside my comfort zone. Yeah. So maybe if that ends up going well, I'll just be, or even if it doesn't, just trying, just trying, attempting is. Something that could probably give probably probably be very um fulfilling to me. Yeah. Because I also yeah because yeah like I said like yeah because number one thing on my list getting to school getting to G Town I honestly wasn't even going to apply but my yeah. friends were telling me base you better apply there's nothing wrong with that yeah. I didn't know for sure if I get in I liked applying to places where I knew I know I get in right so so <laughs> so, so so I, I was and I guess that uncertainty. I guess part stops me from doing a couple things. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, just um, just those three, and then maybe some things down the road a little bit, like uh, down the road a little bit, maybe next within next year would yeah. probably be really fulfilling. That's incredible, man. I think um, those are definitely things to be proud of. I mean, law school, like, that's crazy. That's uh, you know, to be accepted at all, especially to such a prestigious school, is incredible. Um, how much? How much more school do you have until you're all finished? Uno, one year. Let's go. <laughs> That's so exciting, yeah. man. Yeah, I. Um, I mean, I can't imagine the you know elation um, and just yeah, just sense of pride whenever you finish it. Because, like you said, this. I mean, this has been a lifelong journey. You know, um, something that you started from a from an early age and. Whether or not it pushed you um, doesn't really matter. You know, you, you've been able to accomplish all these things and um, definitely, definitely something to be proud of. And the same with, dude, I actually totally agree with the CRL thing, like the glory days. Um, I mean, it feels like it's, CRL is obviously bigger now, but I totally understand what you mean. Like I used to watch because of the trash talk between um, LSU and 
you said it was it was uh, Arizona Wildcats, right? Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. With um, fire and all those guys. Fire and cargo. Yep. Yeah, cargo. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Like that was. Um, I yeah. think it's similar to RLCS in the sense that, like, it, it felt way more personal. Like, you knew the players, you knew their personalities, they were yapping a little bit, you see the interactions on Twitter. Um, it reminds me a lot of, like, earlier RLCS days when there just wasn't as much quantity, I guess. I feel like the quantity, I mean, I don't know if this is totally true or not, but it feels like it kind of dilutes, like, how much fun it feels or how exciting or engaging it feels. I don't know if that's totally accurate, but I totally agree. CRL glory days, it was a lot of fun to watch. and. Um, like I said before about the law school stuff, you should definitely be proud of that as well. You guys, I, I think it's hard to grasp, but you guys were like laying the foundation for what it is now, right? Like you, without you guys pouring in that effort and passion and like you said earlier, for no scholarship money, nothing like that, just in it for the love of the game. Without all of you pouring in what you did, it may not be what it is today. So definitely things to be proud of. Um, and I'm proud of you and, and all the other people that contributed to that as well. All right. I love hearing that. I love hearing people talk about their, the things that, you know, they're proud of or, or the accomplishments that they've achieved. I think it's something that, you know, I say this in every episode, but I think it's something that is, um, it's hard to share because it's so easy for people to belittle it with their responses, you know, like trying to diminish how you feel about it by saying like other people do it or it's not that big of a deal or whatever. So I like to highlight that and celebrate those accomplishments self-deprecating um, comments yes absolutely yeah i also want to say the um you know the point about like and i th i think i can relate i'm sure we've got differences as well but i can relate to like maybe just being a little bit hesitant to try things that you don't know for certain are going to go well i feel pretty similar like i'm super competitive and i i say this all the time i don't like being bad at things i don't I don't necessarily like enjoy being good at them, but I just really don't like being bad at things. You know, like I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. And I feel like that's kind of a toxic thing, but um, I can definitely relate. So, but I, I do appreciate your, uh, you know, your willingness to, like you said, just try something new. I saw you tweet about maybe putting out some sports content. Yeah, I would love to do that. I don't know yeah. how to do it though, but I'm gonna try it. So, yeah, I mean, I really love talking about sports, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I love tweeting about it. And I just, I just like, Rocket League cool and all, and I do love Rocket League, but to me, it has, like, it just got an expiration date for myself. Sure. I don't know when that is. Yeah. I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know when that is, but I just know. I feel like that's totally if, fair. Eventually, eventually, I'm just not going to want to do it. Yeah. I don't know when it is. Yeah. I don't know when that is, though. And I'm going to want to do other things. And one thing I know I really will always love talking about is sports and basketball mm -hmm. and football because I always have loved talking about them since I was yeah. like eight. So it's not going to change. Um, maybe it will change because then maybe LeBron and Steph won't be playing. So maybe, <laughs> I don't know, maybe the NBA, maybe the NBA will potentially change because yeah. now I think about it, a lot of my favorite players are getting a little older and I really mm. don't care for these young guys. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe the NBA is questionable. NFL, on the other hand, I'm always going to care about that. Because I know my boy Patrick Mahomes is good for the next 15 years. There so, you go. <laughs> so, so, like, I got plenty to talk about in football. Yeah. Um, As he chases Tom Brady's legacy. Um, yeah. And then, like, politics and the world and everything. Mm -hmm. Always want to talk about that. I mean, I'm very, I'm a very political guy. Uh, that's his the law school. Um, right. And uh, I just feel like it's very important. That's, that's stuff that, like, 
actually affects lives. Like mm -hmm. rock to talk about Rocket League, talking about sports and all that. That's all like the fun and it's cool and yeah. it's exciting, engaging. It's something that can bring people together, but it doesn't address the actual problems in the world. Sure. So I always want to be um aware and cognizant of all that. Mm -hmm. So that's something I always want to talk about. And just like other things in life, I don't want to limit myself to just Rocket League. Yeah. I, I want to. I want to be much bigger. I want to be much more broader. Much more. Um, I just want. I just want to have a bigger cast, a wider net of things. Yeah. I've, things I've done. Things that I could potentially be known for. Things that and people's lives that I could potentially um change for the better and just make like a better outlook on things so i just want to like bring people together and rock league it's cool to do it that way but there's also other ways to do that yep and that's why i said i'm gonna try to do some of those things over the summer and we'll see how it works because it's just all it's just all about i think some of it's motivated by the fact that some people especially nowadays they they get big but they're just absolutely terrible people and they're just bad role models, and I just despise it so much. I just, I just, I just, I just, I'm not content with that. And I think, I think maybe that's part of my competitive in me. So I just want to ascend to that level so now I can act. So then at least there could be maybe one more good role model actually out there rather yeah. than, um, yeah, some people. So maybe that's also part of it. Just actually trying to properly inform, educate, and yeah, grow people, help people grow. I love that, dude. I totally agree. There. <laughs> There are quite a few people that um, it's just a bummer that they have the reach that they do with the stuff that they spew. It's definitely, uh, yeah, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, I am excited for you to get that stuff going. I think that is really exciting. I, um, I feel like I can definitely relate to the desire to cast a wider net or, you know, I mean, I mean, I think you're totally right. Like Rocket League definitely, whether it's like your personal thing or just in general, it has a ceiling where some of the other topics that you may be interested in, you know, that ceiling is infinitely higher and you can make a, a bigger impact, which is what it sounds like a, a big part of your desire is to make an impact and, and a, a positive one. And so I, I, um, I can relate. I may not approach it in the exact same way and I may not have the same interests <laughs> and topics and stuff, but um I totally agree, and I feel pretty similar. So I'm excited to see what you do with the sports stuff. I mean, with your personality and your enthusiasm and passion and, and just the care that you bring to the things that you do, uh, I have no doubt that it will be successful. So I'm excited to see excited to see what the T-Bates future holds. We'll <laughs> definitely – uh, you know that the Rock Lake community is going to be cheering you on all the uh, way. That's, that's, that's good. I, people always talk about my energy. I don't know. I feel like I was more energetic about two years ago. I already, I already feel, I already feel like I'm getting old. Right, I, I, I think I was more energetic before law school. Yeah, uh, probably. I think, I think it's, I got, it's just hard for me to be as energetic about things nowadays. So I, 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 um, I hear you yeah. and I think that's fair, but I will say like when there are topics that you genuinely care about and all I see it is, you know, all I see it is in the Rocket League community. And what you're describing is, you know, things that you care about maybe on a larger scale um, or to a deeper degree. But there's definitely times where the passion is brought out of T-Bates. I mean, we see it sometimes on First Touch. We see it sometimes on different podcasts or even on Twitter. So the, um, the energy may not be 
ever present, but it's definitely there. And um, like I said, I just I, I know that you care about what you're doing and, and you invest in it, and so I know it'll be successful. Um, with that being said, you talked about sports, you talked about politics, some of those other things. Are there any other interests that you have outside of that and gaming? I love food. Oh, okay. but I don't know how to cook. Yeah, that good. <laughs> So, uh, that's one thing I'm also going to try to work on over the summer. Yeah. I spend probably too much of my own food. Already, though, I've been doing well. Already. Yeah? Uh, already, this summer, I've been doing well. For example, I just spent like $5 on food at the grocery store earlier, and then that's going to be enough food for like four days. There you so, go. Yeah, that, so, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying, trying, trying to work on that, trying yeah. to learn how to cook properly. Um, And it also goes in terms of like mixing drinks and stuff. I want to be like a little like mini like bartender person. Yeah. Come over and like just like work that out. <laughs> that's that's cool too. I always love a good drink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you like some of the uh, like I feel like stereotypical Louisiana specialties? Gumbo, spicy stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 You can stereotype me however you want. Stereotype me in Louisiana, stereotype me as a black man, wherever the stereotype well, are, I, I, I'm saying that because I yeah. feel like it, Every time someone mentions Louisiana, that's what gets mentioned. It's like spicy food, gumbo, um, jambalaya, seafood, catfish. Yeah, all, all, all that, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got, I got. That's I have a friend that lives about forty-five minutes south of me, and I'm in Central Arkansas, so we're I'm not too far from Louisiana. And he like regularly takes trips on the weekend to go to some of his favorite restaurants in Louisiana because he loves. I can't do spicy food, but he loves. Um, he loves the spicy food, so he's regularly taking trips over there. But um, did, like when you were growing up, y'all did y'all's family do those cookouts and crawfish boils and stuff? Crawfish boils, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody do that. Yeah, down there. So I mean, you're closer down there, even more down there. Yeah, we Sorry, actually. Oh so, yeah. I, I like I said, I am not big into it, but um, I've got a family full of like hunters, fishers. You know, they like the outdoor stuff and they like cooking, and so. Um, we actually do the fish fries, crawfish boils pretty regularly as well. Um, it is good. It's, it's hard for me to eat though, man. Like it, it just, maybe too much information, but it, tear, it just tears up my stomach, dude. I, I really struggle with it. <laughs> the spice or the, yeah. Oh man, you got, you got soft, you got, I don't know what it is. Soft liver, soft, soft, soft stomach. Yeah. I don't know. I got to work that out. got to work that out, man. Yeah. I miss it out on the goods in life. That's mm. the best food in my opinion. Yeah. DC food, like DC food has been okay, but I always love my food back at home more than anything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, underneath that bane, trying to work on my cooking skills. Yeah. Gotta, when I go home, try to ask my grandma, my great grandma, because I'm blessed to still have them mm -hmm. still here with me and ask them how they make some of their foods and stuff like that. So I can um, not only learn how to do it, but also just continue that legacy. Yeah. Because also I want to be like, I want to have a nice, I want to, when I, when I see myself 10 years from now, it's one of those things where, like I said, I don't know where Rock League is in 10 years from now, but I know 10 years from now, I'm still going to love food. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to need to be able to cook. I really want to be able to cook good food. Yeah. And every day isn't guaranteed. So when I say like my grandma, great grandma, they might not, like they, they're here right now. Who knows what happens in the next 10 years? I might not be here in 10 years. So just making sure that I uh, try to live every single day and try to grow. And cooking is definitely one of those aspects. So cause I love food. Um, hmm. Other hobbies outside of those four, uh, I guess going to the gym falls under sports. So 
even though I had gotten a little lazy in the past year, I finally gained weight for the first time, for real, for real. Went from like 160 to like 170, like 576, something. I finally hit my freshman 15 about four years late. Yeah. So I called my 1015, <laughs> but then I've been cutting it back down. Now I'm back down to 165 at the moment. Just trying to get back down to 160 again, but, or maybe I just get big and get to 170, but I don't know. So yeah. trying to slim, slim down um, in that department. Because unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I'm not gonna say unfortunately. The way I the way I allocated my points when I was when I was in my mom's womb, you know how you get like 100 points to allocate yourself, and how you like want to like <laughs> how you want to distribute what happens. Yeah. Clearly, I didn't care about the height portion, mm -hmm. so I took I took the I took the standard five ten five eleven. I said just docking points off of that, and then I gave myself a a large posterior. So <laughs> with the large posterior, I. <laughs> I have to work out all the time. Otherwise, yeah. my legs just get really big and yep. it just gets even bigger. So, <laughs> so with that, I do also, also, I just like being in shape. Yep. So I've been trying to get really back in shape back like I, like I was before law school and everything. I've been getting there slowly and, but slow and steady wins the race. That's another thing I really like to do. Um, I am not much of an outdoorsman like i don't want to go hunting and all that but yeah. i will go on like a nice hike or a nice like trail or something like that yeah. like that's really fun really like really do love doing something like that being with nature taking yourself kind of taking yourself out of the connected world for a few hours or maybe even a day or so and then re and just like being in peace with uh finding finding peace for yourself your friends your family whoever i'm with at the time and enjoying the beauty of the world that we live in that's one thing i like doing as well and then i also like to travel rock league yeah. one of the benefits of the job is i get to travel around the world i can't say i get to spend that much time doing things right because i am forever busy mm -hmm. but that's that's it's a good busy um but i do like to travel and uh i try to save my money so then i can't travel when i get the opportunities yeah. especially once i'm done with law school I should have more ability to then take a vacation or some of those type of lines. Yeah. Um, and just go places, go places with my girlfriend and stuff and just see the world. I think that is one of the beauties of the world. And I wish more people had the ability to go yeah. and see the world. Um, cause it's so big, it's so vast and there's just so many people, so many, so many people in this world. Yeah. So, and there's so much history. So you guys see it. So those are probably all the things I like to do. Oh, and of course I like to read. Of course. I'm okay. a nerd. So so of course I like to read. Um can't read as much of fun because of law school at the moment, sure. but I do like to read books, I like to educate myself and or just like entertain myself yeah. and just have like cool little times. Yeah. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm just <laughs> simply a nerd. That's just all I am. That's nerd right. in every sense and form of the word, and <laughs> I will for always be that, and I will always be happy. People call me a nerd. That's just what I like to do. I like to do like the simple, like nuanced things. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm a 37 year old and 24 year old body. <laughs> so, so that's just what I like doing. That's funny. Well, couple things. As someone that's a few years ahead of you, I think you have got the proper perspective towards physical fitness. Because from where you are now, forwards, that metabolism not speeding up. It's slowing down. It's slowing it's down. Slowing down. <laughs> and the more it slows down, the more trouble I get. I I'm telling you, I, you, dude. I'm no. telling you. So <laughs> yeah. that's, um, that's something that, and I, I was always in sports growing up. So like organically, Same. 
I moved around and you know you didn't ever have to think about it. You didn't didn't have to care about what you ate. You just eat whatever because you're always burning it off. So I can definitely <laughs> definitely agree with you and, and relate it's to that. Tough. And um, I, I it's funny because now I'm not as much into like cooking and learning, but I definitely am trying to improve my diet as far as just like more healthy foods because um, yeah, I mean if you're not careful. It hits you, and it's it hits you, you yeah, it. quick. And it's really and annoying too. It mm. sure is, bro. It's the worst. It and then, awful. second, I want to follow it up. I want to ask you some questions about travel. So you've done a little bit of traveling with RLCS, and I want to ask, what are some of the most like eye-opening things that you can remember, or exciting things that you've done, whether it's a restaurant or a place that you visited, or something like that? Because I think you're exactly right about travel and how important it is. It's something that I haven't done a ton of, but the bit of traveling that I have done has been so like just eye-opening you know i feel like it expands my mind every time whether it's like seeing different cultures different infrastructures in different cities different ways of life whatever it is i feel like i learned something new or i'm exposed to something new every time i go somewhere new especially being from freaking small town arkansas you know what i mean so um, i'm curious what are some of the things that have stood out most to you with the traveling that you've done okay that's a good question before <laughs> before i get into that um, whenever you get the opportunity, make sure you travel. Yeah. I think I think traveling and just like taking a vacation when you're there, you just gotta appreciate it and like your grind allowed you to be there. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to treat yourself. I think when people get caught up, they always work, 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 working. Yes. AKA the American way. That's right. I'm not gonna get political about that. Um, but <laughs> that's you're right. the American way. Work, work, work. That's no right. No time for fun, rolls eyes. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I think there needs to be more time dealing with wellness and our mental health and spiritual emotionals, and that is just something to do. So preach it yes. right now. Preach so it. Make, make, make sure to just treat yourself because then you're like, you're going to feel like, like, okay, this is what I'm grinding for. This yes. is what is worth it in the end. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and in the day, the, all that money and stuff, it ain't coming, it ain't coming with you. It ain't coming with you. So right. it don't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um let's see here okay things i've learned from traveling so just to keep perspective rocket league really has made me travel like yeah. i from one the year one to the year the year one from the time i was born <laughs> to 22 so 22, I left the state of Louisiana, and AKA I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, so I'm from the area code 225. Uh, Y'all can look that up because it's not that hard. Um, <laughs> I left the state of Louisiana once when I was four or five, I believe it was when I was four to go to Disney World with my grandma and my grandpa and my auntie. I left it to go to Houston when I was five or six because of Hurricane, not Katrina, but I believe Rita. I believe that was what it was. Um, I went to Dallas for a wedding, but I don't remember that. I don't remember Houston or Dallas. They don't count. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they count They count like me leaving. Then I didn't leave the state again until I was 13, 14, until I was 14 in eighth grade. I went to... Disney World again, this time the whole family. And then, what's the next time I left the state? Oh, then I didn't leave the state again until I was, ah, I was 21. No, it was 20. No. What year was it? 2020. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was 2020. So I was 20 in January. Yeah, January 2020. 
LSU, LSU, when it finally seemed that LSU was going to get some type of integration in with like actual sports, they sent us to a tournament out in New York. Yeah. In New York. So from th- from 14 to 20, I didn't go nowhere. And I really yeah. only had been to like Florida and Texas a couple of times. So that's all I had seen. And Florida as in Disney World, nothing else. Right. So that's all I seen. So New York was a big, big difference from Louisiana. Of oh, course, yeah. I was massive. Absolutely like, whoa. New York is the pinnacle for, uh, I just love New York. Um, So yeah, that was New York. And then after that in 2020, God, we got lucky because Lord, let me tell you. I say lucky. I say lucky. Nobody got lucky. Um, and almost got canceled because of COVID. Two months later, we we went and went to New York. So that was that was uh 2020. Yeah. Um, and uh, then the next time I left the, my state of Louisiana was to go to Austin for the first touch intro recording. Where I met Demar and Roll and everybody for the first time. Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to put that perspective, and then now I've been all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I've been all over the place ever <laughs> since. Um, let's see here. I'm stay within the U.S. first, and then I'll okay. expand to international. In the U.S., like I said, like New York, absolutely insane. It just shows mm. you how not um up to date the whole entire country is. Right. So yeah, <laughs> so. so just so especially like the south just so yes. far behind technologically yep. in so many aspects mm-hmm. it's just like it's like 60 years behind honestly and I, it's not even close in my eyes um like the concept of a subway so nice <laughs> it's, yeah it's so the concept of things being walkable so yes. nice as well. Yes. I mean, those are all European concepts, but New York has it because New York's all mainly on Manhattan, Brooklyn, all that type of stuff. And then, like, just the ability of being like the true, like, melting pot, having all that going on right. in New York. It's just lots going on, lots of people you're exposed to, yep. so many different avenues of life. That's really good. And that's mainly what the East Coast is like. DC's like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, DC's more political and everything. It's sure. the old architecture, but it's been there for so long, the history of it. You can just feel like things are happening, especially now on the Northeast. You feel like life is moving. In yeah. the South, like where we're from, I think you can attest to this. You could, it just feels like nothing happened sometimes. <laughs> and you could just be there. Absolutely. You could be here for five years and nothing could change. And that's, that's exactly just how right. people, some people like moving like that. I don't. I'm too young. I got too, life is, life is um, long and short at the same time. It's a both and, and I need to make sure that I try to do something. In it. So I can't do that. Um, at least not right now. Maybe when I'm older. Then you got the West Coast, California and everything. California is completely different. One, I still can't believe that California is a part of the same country because <laughs> it's just so far away. The flight to San Diego was like six hours. It was like six hours. That's yeah. as long as it took me to get to London. Like that is still, uh, <laughs> London is about seven, I think. That's, that took, that's just too far. It's too far, but it's so it's interesting. It's interesting how that's the same country. Um, Cali. It's like the same thing, though. It's a more of a laid-back, laid-back vibe. Mm-hmm. It's also one of them places, San Diego, especially where, listen, you ain't paying, you ain't paying attention. Ten years gonna fly by. Ten years yeah. gonna fly by. He's out there in that San Diego breeze, seventy-five degree weather all the time, seventy-five degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's cool. Calif- uh, Cali's a hype. That's not my wave. That's not my style. And then the internationals, the internationals. So only been to London, Rotterdam. Gonna be in Germany soon. And then hopefully I can go to like Paris and uh, Paris afterwards. Yeah. And then maybe, uh, maybe you, go, you gonna tag that on the end of that trip? 
Yeah, potentially. Um, for about two days. Yeah. Because I'm over there. Uh, Actually take some time to relax a little bit, not just work, work, work. I know. I know. Because when y'all are on yeah. these trips, I know y'all are grinding. Yeah, I don't stop grinding. I have an internship right now, and then, and then I'm going to go straight from the internship, actually get a, a few days break, go back home, and then I got to go straight to Germany and grind. So it's just grind time all the time for Bates. Um, so yeah, probably take a few days, go see out Paris. But international, London has probably been my favorite city ever. Yeah. Um, then I was only, then again, I was only there for like a week and a half. So of course, that could always change. Yeah. Uh, I just like the vibe. It went, it just had everything. It was just different way of going throughout. It was like new, it was like in between DC and New York in terms of busyness. Yeah. But then it had like the DC wideness. So. It was just nice. It was nice to see different cars, different people, different accents. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just nice to just see the world and yeah. see how people live, see how they eat, see how they move, move and groove. Rotterdam was neat because it got so much history there because of, um, I mean, London too, but like just Europe in general dealt with the world wars and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, how, how the architecture, how, yeah. uh, and it's how people like live. And then the most, the most, um, so I'm always excited to just keep going. I think it just keeps in perspective because America, I feel, except especially that we have a lot of American exceptionalism. We don't need to see anything else, yada, yada, yada. Everything else yeah. is beneath us, yada, yada, yada. The indoctrination. And um, I just think it's important to see everything else and really get to see it firsthand because, I don't know, some things get a little wishy-washy when it goes to the second source and the third source and the fourth yes. source. See it first person. Yeah. Um, and then make an opinion on something. I... And in terms of the most fun experiences or most shocking things, um, I'm still a little bit traumatized slightly. Um, I was in Rotterdam. I forgot my, well, I didn't forget my, I didn't have a universal charger for, I I have, I have one for London, but then I realized once I was there that London, the UK and everywhere else in Europe uses different outlets. Nice. Gotcha. So... Um, so then I had to run to the store, run to like their Best Buy equivalent. And then I was coming back and it was after Morocco had just won, um, which is a, a spectacle to behold. I really should have filmed it. Don't know why I didn't. Um, uh, that's one of the things I really should have <laughs> filmed at least for like a minute. I wanted to live in a moment, but I should have filmed it. Um, cause one of the things people just aren't going to believe, <laughs> um, but I'll get to that point in a second. But the other point I was talking about where I was a little bit traumatized was then because they speak uh, Dutch in the Netherlands and the, uh, the police officers have blocked off the path that I come from. And I didn't really know where I was. I just knew I had to walk down that path. So I was trying to get by him and he just wasn't moving. And he's like, no, no, no. And then he, then he started speaking. I was like, I don't know, bro. I'm not trying to get arrested in this country. So yeah. like, and I just stood there looking at him, looking lost. Then he finally switched to English. So he just traumatized me for 15 seconds to mess with me. And then, then to say, oh, yeah, let's go that way. Yeah, clearly I don't understand what was going on for two seconds. So you could have switched earlier. So that was, inter- that was an interesting moment. Then, of course, I had the hotel room that had, like, Rotterdam has its, like, main, like, circle. I believe we basically were in main downtown Rotterdam where the hotel was. And the Moroccans... Fans were just blaring it, locked up the uh, 
they blocked traffic. Traffic went from being, it took you 20 minutes to go somewhere, it took you five hours to get somewhere. It was absolutely Oof. insane. Yeah. It was cool how they even allowed that. Kind of in America, it would have been absolutely no way possible. You're blocking <laughs> stuff. Nah, yeah, nah, there would have been tear gas and everything between. Move out the way. Nobody can have fun. Um, uh, in some areas. And yeah. so it was cool seeing that. That was a really cool experience. Um, getting to like see the European talent, and, like especially like in London, like a lot of them are uh, from the UK and stuff. Seeing them explain their hometown and stuff right. like that. I remember Gregan gave me like a full. Gregan had outlined a whole like a day for us in London. And I really appreciate that to this day. Yeah. And he's like everything outlined, and we just went everywhere. And he showed us so many of the cool spots. It was very efficient. Um, and stuff like that stuff like that just like makes the world feel like a little bit more like whole mm -hmm. dude i uh you're talking about new york and obviously like where you're from and where i'm from has plenty of similarities i know there are some differences as well but um so the first place that i went as an adult was also new york um it was in season seven we had that new jersey land and i went up two days early oh, in jersey yeah, yeah. Well, I went up two days early and stayed with a friend of mine that lives in New York. And so, same thing. Like, I never even seen public transportation. We don't have it here. Like, everybody just has cars. And so, it was just pure shell shock. Like, I'd never seen that many humans walking around. You know, back yeah, then, I was just... over. It was overload. It was overload yeah. for a second. For like just like a little bit, I was a little overloaded. Subway <laughs> really scared me. I was calling yeah. my friend who was from like, how does this work? I don't understand. I, know. I felt like so backwards. But eventually, I caught on. It really isn't that difficult. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um... it's just a lot when you've never seen any of that and you're not you know accustomed to it. They're talking about the red line, the blue line, and I'm like, what? What, is, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh, you just hop yeah. on this and go this way and then jump over to this. And I'm like, dude, you got slow down. <laughs> I need step. Somebody like you come with me and guide me. Wait, where do I park at? Oh, you don't park. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a um, yeah, it's 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 a whole it's a whole different world. It's like, yeah, it's it's a whole different world. And it just I don't know. It, it just to me, it just gives even more like drive to like want to do something. Cause it yeah. feels like it's like endless opportunity. But sometimes that down in the south doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel that way it feels very like closed-knit small community and that's like the majority of people mm -hmm. in the world but i think that's just i don't know whether it's by design or not but um <laughs> but um uh it's just about exposing people yeah to knowing that they're not limited to where they were born to or where they were born at yeah even if it's the same country but yeah new york's amazing yeah i want to live in new york potentially hopefully after a uh, law school it's either he there or dc one to two yeah see where I can get my legal job, but that's where I want to stay at. Well, best of luck with it, man. That's super exciting. Um, I definitely agree with like pretty much all of what you're saying about traveling and how it's important and it can expose you to new ideas. And I mean, I feel, I mean, I think I said this earlier, but I just feel like I grow whenever I'm somewhere new, you know, I see new things, see different people, different ideas. Like you said, the way they move, even the architecture um, of different places and infrastructure. So. I do, I am going to take your advice and I do want to travel some more. Um, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that when it makes sense financially, I'm certainly going to do it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I want to see the world. I want to see what's out there. And, and like you said, just uh, learn more as you see. Let me show. Okay. So when I went to New York, that was also my first time being on a plane. Okay. I was really geeked about that. I was really, I was really geeked about that. So I have some photos. 
I was really excited and happy. Oh, gosh, I look like a baby. Anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was really geek. No facial hair, no nothing. How old were you, you think? I was, I was 20. 20. I was, I, I was about to be 21. I was basically a month off of 21. Wow. And then, like, there's, like, a video of me and Roman if it loads. Ah, focus. Put it, put it in front of your face. There you go. Yeah, I was just freaking out. Um, yeah, not gonna be able to hear it. <laughs> is that, is that who's that was with you? That's a uh, Roman. That was one. That was one of my LSU homies. I was going. Gotcha. I was just geeking about the whole entire time filming <laughs> it. And I was just freaking out. It's just like those like little things, like it's just little yeah. things like that. That's just like that's just like uh some of the things that make make people like really excited and all that mm -hmm. type of stuff. It's like yeah, I don't know. It's just a little thing. That's all I've noticed. It's just the little things in life make people, yeah, I don't know, just go the extra mile. So you mentioned your girlfriend earlier. Ah, uh, yes. Give us some, if you want to, give us some backstory on that. Where did y'all meet? How did that come along? Look at that smile. <laughs> nah, I'm smiling. I'm smiling because I'm trying to decide, one, if I should talk about it, and two, if uh, <laughs> she always says I... Describe it incorrectly. Um, oh no! <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'll give. I'll give her. I'll give her to watch this. I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I described it properly this time. Um, so met in law school. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Met in law school first year, first semester. So, um, a year and a half ago to this date now. Yep, a year and a half ago. More, more than a year and a half ago, about a year and three quarters. Uh, and let's see here. Originally, she annoyed she annoyed me. She annoyed she annoyed <laughs> me significantly. Um, yeah, she kept asking me a whole bunch of questions about my life, and I don't like it when people do that. I don't like I don't like when people ask me questions about my life. I I, I don't really like talking about myself too too much. It takes a while to get me to actually talk about myself. Yeah. Um, I'm bad at that. That's why, like, the last, like, 30 minutes have been, like, my energy's picked up a little bit because, I don't know, I just got more comfortable. I'm usually, I'm not really good talking about myself. Yeah. And so um, she really annoyed me. I told my friend, who was one of my first friends at the school, to make sure that she never talks to me ever again because, oh, <laughs> because <laughs> she annoyed me that much. Um, oh, no. Um, but then somehow, some way, she became a girlfriend, which is interesting how the world works. <laughs> is there, is there nothing in between there? Just... Um, Super annoying, straight to girlfriend. Uh, let's see here. So I mean, she was in our study study group. Okay. So I just like that that uh that ultimatum line that I told my friend. Um, it was just it was just nonsense. I think it was in the heat of the moment because she's yeah. still in our study group and she's smart, so she she could she could so she could provide good um ideas in the study group and yeah. everything else between she's a good person. Um. And so, was she cute? Sure, she was cute. Uh, and, um, and we just, I don't know, just kept, she, um, I was hanging out at the friend that I said, because I told the basically an ultimatum to, because yeah. they live, like, right across the road from me right now. And they live right across the road from her, because she already lived in this apartment building I live in now. I'd lived in a different one. But I was always over here anyways, because I was always at theirs. 
So then she vibe it over because they were basically kicking me out because I've been there for a while. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good at I'm good at lurking at people's places. I'm very adept at it. Uh, I'm supposed to be there for thirty minutes. So I end up there for four hours. It's the great <laughs> ability to talk. It's the great ability to talk. I I ask everybody to invest in that. And so I went over there. We talked for about two hours. And after that, after that, uh, she initially started calling me more. See, this is where she says I tell the story wrong. But I feel like I'm telling you pretty accurately. Um, she uh. She started. She started calling. She started calling me. I guess calling me. Um, after that, and I would call her sometimes as well. And then started talking from there. Um, Halloween. Halloween. She came over. We chilled. Uh, um, watched some TV. Um, and then I uh, then, then I just walked her home after that. What's that? Um, what's that timeline from, from like when the first time that y'all got to meet each other versus when y'all kind of like started talking a little bit more. Maybe serious first, outside first of time. just like study buddies. Uh serious outside of study buddies. So probably like a month there and a half okay. in between. Yeah. Um, I moved pretty slow. She's actually yeah. my first girlfriend. So um okay. I uh yeah, so I moved pretty slow in those type of things. Yeah. She was with me when I got my ears pierced. Nice. Ear, ears pierced, that's where that's where she um that's where um that was like our first like little like date i guess we went to the mall together went eat together and after that we went to baltimore the week after that and then two weeks after that you know three four four weeks after that I asked her to be my girlfriend so it's yeah. probably like a two and a half three month process yeah two and a half process two and a half month process yeah until i asked her to be my girlfriend then she's been my girlfriend since december 4th 2021 and it's been pretty cool she's great she really loves the rock league and everything That's um cool. She thought it was a joke at first, like everybody did, probably. Of course. Um, but I think it was when I brought her to the World Championship, she realized, whoa, this stuff's pretty neat. Yeah. She's actually pretty interested. And uh, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, that's how that's how we met and everything. That's really cool, dude. I love that's hearing like that. The, that's like the quick, quick version. Sure, I can get a sure. more specific version, but uh, more in detail. But that's yeah. something I'm not going to say in a recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. I love hearing that. It's so cool. It's funny to – so – you know, I've done a few of these interviews now, and on a few of them, we've talked about boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, fiancés, et cetera, uh, partners in general. And I am single. So hearing these different perspectives, uh, you know, many times it actually encourages me. And so hearing this, like the fact that when you first met, it wasn't immediate interest. You know, in fact, there was maybe even a negative feeling at first, and then it very... Uh, or, or over time, it changed into, uh, you know, a beautiful relationship here. So, uh, it just gives me hope. It gives me hope for the future. <laughs> I will, I will, I will say, yeah, that's that's good. That gives you hope. Um, I'm just being. I guess I'm being a little over dramatic. It was, it was uh, she really annoyed me that night, but she was cool because we had all went out to eat, to eat. Yeah, as like friends and stuff that night. She just really annoyed me. Yeah. So that night, but um. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a negative. I wouldn't say it was a negative, but it was just annoying. I was kind of dramatic about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm good. That's glad. That's glad that gives you gives you gives you some hope. This day, this day in the world, this whole entire like the whole at the whole aspects and parameters of it is just so daunting. It's so, tough, so man. It's, it's so daunting. It's tough. Um, whenever so here's. And I'll just say my specific situation. 
The big problem, especially where I'm at, there's not like a lot of social things to do other than like church or like a bar. That's pretty much it, really. Um, and I don't yeah, really. Yeah, that sounds like the South. Yeah, and so, um, I think the the struggle is that after college, or you know, you're at uh, post grad, but after those settings, like there's just not a lot of organic yep. community spaces for yep. these interactions to happen. So, yep. and online, obviously, it can't happen. I'm not against that, but it just feels so much more difficult because you don't have that person to person engagement. You don't have like body language and you know immediate feedback. It's it's texting and it's easy to misconstrue things or misinterpret things. And I don't know. It's a lot. I, I will say though, I'm I am not too concerned about it. You know, I think um, my approach is that I need to be content and comfortable and confident in myself and working on myself. And I think that's really just the best like approach to all of it because I, I feel like I hear from everybody. When you're desperate to make it happen, like it's not going to happen, but when you're just kind of cruising along, taking care of yourself, doing your own thing, you know, it pops up when you least expect it. So I'm just working on Caleb, doing my own thing on my path. And if it happens, when it happens, you know, so be it. Um, and to be honest with you, even if it never does, I've kind of come to terms with that's okay as well. You know, I'm chilling, I'm doing my thing and um, just enjoying my life. So. Don't give me that never does nonsense. That never does nonsense. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah, that, you're too. That's you're too I'm, good I'm looking optimistic. up a dude, and you have too much good. You have too much. You have too much good vibes. I will say that being in Arkansas for you, you don't give Arkansas vibes at all. You give need to leave. <laughs> no, so, I do. Uh, so I don't know if you ever plan on doing. that. I do. That's but, priority. Um, that's priority number one, man. Get out of Arkansas. Yeah, I don't know, but then again, like your vibe. The vibe that you give, that lifestyle is expensive. No, not the <laughs> lifestyle. The being able to live in those areas is expensive. Like living in DC is sure. expensive. Yeah. But that's like a place where I think you would thrive. So Dude, I yeah. I think you're exactly right. Um, a lot of the places that I do want to live are a huge increase in cost of living compared to Arkansas. Um, but I think the quality of life increase is worth it. Um, and just like I said about the traveling stuff, when it all makes sense, yeah. that's definitely what I'm going to do. So it's funny. I think you, you, you nailed it. You're right on the nose with all of it. And um, I'm optimistic about it. I, I just, I, I'm very much a person that, uh, and, and this is a learning thing that has happened, I would say probably like 25 to 30. I am learning that life just is, and I'm just accepting it for what it is as I go, taking it in stride. You know, I don't want to get too high or too low or, or whatever or get too caught up on something that I don't have just yet, whether it's a relationship or a big house or whatever it is. I don't want to get too worried about those things. I'm just enjoying it as I go and taking it in stride. And, you know, that's I feel like that's really the best that I can do. So I'm optimistic about it. But then again, if it doesn't happen, it is what it is. Um, so with that being said, you talked a little bit about family and some of your trips that you took when you were younger, whether it's to Disney World or you say Dallas, I think. Yeah, that was for a wedding, but it was only for a day. Okay. So are you close? You have a big, like, extended family, and y'all really close? Or, you know, talk to me about your family a little bit. When I was when I was when I was younger, on my dad's side of my family, uh, back when everybody used to live back in the general Baton Rouge area, 
we would have absolutely massive things for like New Year's and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Where, Big New Year's. Yeah, it'd be like 50, 60, 70 of the family. Wow. It'd be a lot of people. It'd yeah. be, it'd be, not 70. Probably 50 tops. Probably 40, 50. There you yeah. go. That's more realistic range. Cause it'd probably be about 20 or so kids. And then about 30 or so adults. Somewhere in that range. Um, And uh, yeah, we used to do like big old like fireworks and all that type of stuff. I mean, we nobody was like rich or anything, but um, we just do. It's like have like fun times together, stuff yeah. like that. that. Doesn't really happen no more. A lot of that ha- happens at my, at my, uh, my great grandma's, and she moved to Mississippi, so yeah. Um, so that stuff stuff doesn't happen. On my mom's side, uh, I know I know all like my aunts, aunties, uncles, everything. We cool, we cool with everything, and then like of course I love my fam. So nothing too crazy happens. We yeah. don't really get to go on trips, but hopefully, um, as uh, as especially on my mom's side, as my as myself, my brother, my sister, and everybody gets older, and then my dad's side, my brother, my brother, and everybody gets older, then um, there'll be a less financial burden we'll have to be put on the kids, and then like in terms of, like upbringing and making sure people are functioning, yeah, and then we can then reallocate that money to actually go on trips together and stuff yeah. like that so i think like all like the big like stereotypical things you see on like a home alone or something where people go on like trips with their family that's gonna happen soon but we haven't really had the opportunity to go yeah. on all that just yet but eventually and i think that'd be nice yeah mine um it's actually pretty similar i think <clears throat> i bet a lot of families are similar to this where when um, like the generation of like, for example, my parents and their brothers and sisters, you know, they all, well, not at the same time, obviously, but we have kids, they have kids around the same area. So, you know, a bunch of the cousins are between four and 14. And, um, you know, when I was growing up, my family used to do pretty big get togethers, like at the lake. So big party barge, a couple of boats out there, a couple of, like jet skis and stuff. And we, I remember we used to go camping and, um, that was a lot of fun. And then just like you said, you know, Somebody, one family will move off or the kids grow up and they start to get into sports or whatever extra curricular activity and they'll, and then there's just not as much time for those things. And so, um, I think what you're describing is like that next generation, you know, when you and these cousins and when me and my cousins, once we get to that level, maybe we'll have some of those same experiences. It may not be the lake, but, um, you know, some of those yeah, hopefully. it definitely, it does feel like a lot of times it's, or I don't know. I guess I can't speak for anything else, but like, it felt like for my family, it was definitely held together by like the oldest generation, like a grandmother, a grandfather, grandmas, yeah, grandmas, right. It connects like that. that whole yep. tree. And then, you know, if they die or they get too old and they can no longer have the Thanksgiving or what the Christmas or whatever, it very much is like a catalyst for all of that. Just kind of disintegrating. Disperses and it disintegrates. Yeah. Yep. It happens. I think it's happening a lot, like all across, mm-hmm. all across for a lot of families that, uh, excruciatingly excruciatingly um fast rate yeah i think it just i think it has something to do with technology and mm-hmm. everything else in between I, I don't i don't know somebody it's probably somebody's made like a case study on it if they haven't yet yeah uh it'd be a good read um but yeah it's just more of like a, a a more i don't know just people in general even like 30 40 50 years ago uh um they seem to be more wanting to be in front of people even like mm-hmm. 20 years ago, people yeah. wanted to be more in front of people. Not, no, not so much. And um, yeah, I, I think, think that right. I think that's something that society need, you're gonna have to address sooner rather than later. I yeah. mean, 
family, fam, I mean, family, family is fam, family, family, but mm-hmm. people don't want to see all their family all the time no more. Yeah. Or they don't want to make the drive out or they just stay yeah, at home right. and they'll call them or something like yes. that. I mean, that's cool and all, but I mean, like, that's not the point of it. Um, I think also that played, that also played in like to the magic of the holidays. And I know I was like a younger kid and everything, but like, yeah. even then it would still feel like something if I knew I was about to go over to my great grandma's or something and everybody's yeah. going to be there, see him for like the, the one time I see him all year. It doesn't really seem to be the case. And I think also it's going to get harder as well because then like people just people are moving around more so now mm-hmm. uh, than even back then. People still don't move around a lot, a lot, but they move around more. So, for yeah. example, if I started like my family up here, then like it's going to become quite expensive for me to move my, move the whole entire fam yeah. like down for like a Thanksgiving or something mm-hmm. uh, for like that those couple of days. So yeah. it, it, that, also, that also is, I think, becoming an issue as well because yeah. – the industries that people want to go into, they're very uh, put in p- specific locations. Mm-hmm. Put in the- <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of goes into that. I, I hear you on all that. Yeah, a lot of variables, variables at play. I never really like thought about it much, but I do think you're right about like technology on multiple fronts. I mean, one, people probably don't feel as urgent about making the trip because, like you said, you can stay connected through Facebook or, or whatever. <clears throat> and then second, I think you mentioned it as well as far as moving. That stuff's way more accessible nowadays, you know, um, because you're so connected and you, I mean, it just feels like a lot of things are a lot more accessible now than it was even just 30 years ago. Um, and I do think it's a, technology has a lot to do with that, but I never really even thought about it like that. I think you're exactly right for better or worse, but it is, um, it's a change. It's a change. It's a change. That's right. When the, uh, yeah, it's people that it's something that I think needs to be on people's minds. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. Those, like I said, those are just like the little things. It's like just the hum- the human aspects of life are being uh, devalued. <laughs> yeah, de- yeah, de- de- yeah. Devalued, de- de- and I think that has repercussions. I don't know when you see those repercussions, mm-hmm. but I think it does. I mean, I think we need to uplift those as much as possible. And that's just one of those things. So. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think to kind of circle that back or tie it back to something you mentioned earlier was like the walkability, right? Like even small interactions when you're walking to the grocery store with people that you don't know, I feel like that contributes to like a, like just a more positive mental space than like when I go to the grocery store, I'm just in my car. So I go from like my house bubble to my car bubble and then the whole point is to like get in the store and get out as quick as I can. You know what I mean? Whereas maybe a more uh, walkable area, it's not like the priority is not get there and get out as quick as you can. You like enjoy the whole trip, walking to the store, seeing folks, people watching, <laughs> you know, listening to whatever's going on around you, whether it's birds. Yeah, or... you get immersed into the world for yes. a little bit. Yes. For, 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 for a little bit, even if, say, a pseudo immersion because mm-hmm. you're walking around even if you're listening to your own music you're not really like talking to nobody sure. you're still like a part of the world for mm-hmm. a second in your car you could make it where you're not part of nothing besides right. your car so yeah. then you get get out walk walk a store like you said walk back out and then, like just... i think that also gets confused because i think people want to say like do only works in the big cities but you could do that in like the small cities and like this is where like history is very telling because people used to walk around even if they had to walk, but they, see, the thing is, they used to have to walk like two miles. They didn't have cars, so they just walked like yeah. two miles to the store. But on, on on the course of the way, they would see like 
um, friends and neighbors and stuff. There's like the local, the locals and everything. And you can make like small towns that are like walkable and, and, um, and small and smaller areas that don't want to be like all big city like, and like yeah. that would be like a little like a niche community. But I mean, people don't want to do it. We have this big interest in cars. We have yeah. this big interest. Yeah, there really is. <laughs> That's something I'm super interested in. We talked about moving earlier, and that's one of the things that I want to achieve is to live in an area that's not as car-centric. I think I would really enjoy. I only have so many of those here, so. I know, I know. You have limited, you have limit, you have limited options. Really, you only have three options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, I'm being honest. I know, there's not many. And, and they're the three most expensive places in America. Yeah. Outside yeah. of, uh, I think, somewhere in Hawaii. So, three of the four. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, um man. yeah we'll, we'll we'll see if we can make it work um I will, right, I, well, well, let me let me uh, let me let me ask sure. you okay so see me if i wasn't with ashley i um like i said i think it goes back just like my character and everything um so i'm interested to hear what you have to say mm-hmm like they'll post on like if you go if you go on YouTube I don't know if you've seen it if you go on YouTube there's a New York apartment it's like six hundred dollars a month yeah. or something like that yeah and it's really tiny like like it's uh it's it's really small yeah. but uh, um it's just it's a bed above like a bed would be above me right. this is like the little wall and like she really, the, the the person who lives there they don't have a kitchen though. Well, they have like a tiny kitchen, but it's not mm. a real kitchen. And but they get their own little like tiny like bathroom. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's very small. But it was only six hundred dollars. And see me, like, I know I can make that work. And I'll be perfectly fine. Like, I don't need this big room. I don't. But like, if I can have my backdrop and I can stream from the room with good internet, I'm good. Yeah. For myself personally. And, and and I think like there's avenues in the world to go about that, but a lot of people just want to have as big as much space possible. Like yeah. my, my place is pretty 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 solid size. I live in a two two bedroom apartment, and but like I don't need to have a couch and all that. Like right. as long I could watch I could watch all my basketball and everything on like my, my screens. I just got like a bigger screen, like a twenty seven inch or something, and all that could fit right there. So like, could you like live like that? Absolutely, dude. I am like incredibly low maintenance. Um, growing up, we. We, I always had what I needed. I don't want to paint the wrong picture. We, we, I never went without, but we did not have extra. We were not like, you know, my family's definitely week to week. Um, if we had something like a flat tire or something, we're going to be tight. Like it's going to be tough. So I didn't have a ton of extra. I didn't live a luxurious life. I was fine. I don't, I'm not saying that I went without, but we didn't do vacations. I didn't do any traveling. Um, and so like, my situation now, I think if I was to outline it to a lot of people that I think the type of person you're describing, they would look at it like, whoa, how are you happy with that? Because it's not a ton. It's not the nicest stuff. You know, I don't make just a ton of money, but those like I am not, those are not what I'm concerned with. I, I am not concerned with having the biggest, nicest house, the nicest car. I don't need new things. Um, I, I very much look for or or not look for, but um, I, I very much desire like experiences. I want to, um, you know, I, I want to go, I, I want to learn new things. I want to see new things. I want to be exposed to new things. 
I feel like growing up in Arkansas, you just get the same thing like always. One of the things that you mentioned about New York was like the melting pot, right? And any, any type of big city is going to have more than what Arkansas has. But you see different cultures. You see different environments. You see different people from different walks of life. They all got there with different stories, um, and they're heading in different directions. And so I just find that so interesting and intriguing. And basically, I just desire, if I could sum it up as simply as possible, I desire a life that is different from what I've always lived because it's always been this one simple, like exact same thing from the time I was born till now. And I'm not, it's not a bad life. I don't knock, I want to knock anyone that does enjoy like a slow paced, similar, familiar lifestyle. You know, there's a ton of people that I'm friends with that like at 23, their parents had them. And then at 23, they had kids and they live back at their hometown and they're just going to hit like repeat, uh, yep. you know, and that's hit okay. If that's repeat. what you're about and that's what you want to do, mm -hmm. that's cool. But just like you mentioned earlier, that's not what I want to do. Um, and yeah, I'm just not, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I think a lot of people would be concerned with and I am not concerned with it. So you know, you're meant dude, I, I entertained and then I thought it would be too stressful with the internet thing because I need stable internet, but I even entertained like van life. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very much on the same wavelength with you. Like I, I don't need a whole lot. You know, if I got a bed and I got, uh, you know, a place to use a bathroom, I'm going to be chill. Yep, my own. Yeah. It's and so, facts. yeah, like <laughs> you said, my internet. own, my own. Yeah. That's, that's, a, I need, I need a my, I need my own. I need my own bathroom yeah. and I need good internet. Yeah. And I get, I, I think I'm straight after that. Yeah. And a place where I can store my food. If sure. I got those three things, you said, I'm not, I'm not tripping. I'm not Dude, tripping about nothing. I'm so good. I'm oh, even, um, and with this job, it's so cool because obviously I can do it from anywhere. I'm even open to moving out of the country. I think places like Mexico or Portugal, um, would be incredible. I think I would get more of that walkable community feel, but at the same, the, like you mentioned it, oh. there's, there's not many places in America where you can get that. And the places that you can outside of California are like very cold. New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, wherever. Those are much colder than what I'm used to. And I'm not a big fan of the cold. I don't really like the cold. I'm, I'm willing to make it work. But if I can find somewhere that's more what I'm looking for, but it's not cold, that's what I want. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to all kinds of stuff. I, I don't need a whole lot. I'm very low maintenance. I'm very, like, minimal. You know, I'm chilling with, like you mentioned, a place to use the bathroom, place to lay my head, that's, and, and some internet. And, I, and I'm, I'm cooling. I'm, I'm, I'm good to cooling. go. I'm That's all I need. No, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, got a, I got a whole bunch of stuff that's extra, but I, if I had to get rid of it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be tripping at all. I wouldn't be tripping at all. Oh, I do like... I guess I, uh, uh, I guess one thing that would annoy me is I have to really get rid of, get rid of some of my clothes. That would annoy me. And that yeah. would annoy me. I yeah, do yeah like a little my, closet I do space. Like, yeah, I do like my closet space. So outside, yeah, I, I forgot I, about that. I think those are things too. I, I totally agree. I would like to have them, but I don't think I need them. Yeah, I don't you know need what I mean. Though. Like whatever it is, I'll make it work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, that's my perspective. I don't, I don't need a whole lot. I don't really want a whole lot. I think, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, like some American culture about hustle, hustle, grind, grind. I think another big piece of it is accumulate, accumulate, accumulate more, 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 whether it's consumerism, money, it don't matter, like just more, more, more. Um, and that is, that's something that I'm, I'm, I like, I don't subscribe to that. I, I am not, I mean, I just, 
I just value, I think I value experiences more. I think that's, that's really my thing. And, and it doesn't have to be expensive experience. You know, it can be, like I mentioned, if I'm in a walkable, my, my dream, and maybe I wouldn't like it if I got there, but I won't know unless I try. But my dream is like living in a smaller place, apartment, it doesn't matter, whatever. And then I have a bike and a, like an electric skateboard and like, I'm cool. I zip over to the subway if I need to go somewhere, you know, if it's a longer trip, I'll hit the bike, whatever. But I feel like that would be just so awesome to walk out my door and then I can just zoom. I can just go right there. I don't have to worry about a car or I don't know. It's just like you've got that infrastructure built where you can actually travel just by foot if you want to or skateboard or whatever. And like I said, maybe, maybe I wouldn't like it once I got there, but I feel as though I would. No, <laughs> I think you like it. I think you like it. It'd be, I mean, and I don't know, best thing is to try. I would say, I, yeah. I did, yeah, I would say when I was in London, I was like, I would love to live here, but I've already locked in the law thing here. Yeah. And I'm not doing international law, so I'm going to yeah. be here, but, and also Ashley's here. So but yeah, I was one that I was like, man, mm, living in mm. London for a little while wouldn't be bad. About four or five, I could do that. I yeah. could do that for about four or five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then come back and come back. I mean, my family's over here, but like, I could do that. I could do that. But um, yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, but that's another. That's, another that's, that's that's a good. That's a good alternative. I mean, you got you got that available for you. I think that's cool. I think once again, it's another way just to really see the world. Yeah. Yeah, from from small town Arkansas to living in like Lisbon or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome, man! Oh my goodness, maybe one day. All right then. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. We're we're closing on an hour and a half, so I'll uh we'll close it up here. Like I said earlier, I want to open the floor. If there's anything that's been on your mind, um, just a general open floor question. You can say whatever you like. Whether it's about T Bates, Rocket League, life. Uh, the floor is yours. Um, the opening the question again. Uh, shout out, shout out, shout out, hoodie. Shout out, shout out, shout out, hoodie, for allowing me to come on and talk for a little bit. Um, for those who are listening, I know like the first twenty minutes, I was trying a little monotone. It takes a while, for, like I said, for me to talk um, about myself. It's way easier for me to talk about other things. Um, and then yeah, it's a cool little thing outside outside the grind. Yep. Cool idea. Need some need some need some promotion. It's mm -hmm. a cool idea. I like it. And um yeah, I think it's important just to like learn about people. So yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool little thing. So yeah, shout out hoodie. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And thank you for joining me. I sincerely appreciate you carving out some time for me and uh just chatting with us a little bit about T Bates outside of your grind. <laughs> thank you. All right. You. That's gonna be it for episode eight of Outside the Grind. We will catch you next time.